July 28th, Romans chapter 11, verses 13 through 36. I, Paul, am saying all of this especially for you Gentiles. God has appointed me as the apostle to the Gentiles. I lay great stress on this, for I want to find a way to make the Jews want what you Gentiles have, and in that way I might save some of them. For since the Jews' rejection meant that God offered salvation to the rest of the world, how much more wonderful their acceptance will be! It will be life for those who were dead. And since Abraham and the other patriarchs were holy, their children will also be holy. For if the roots of the tree are holy, the branches will be too. But some of these branches from Abraham's tree, some of the Jews, have been broken off. And you Gentiles who were branches from a wild olive tree, were grafted in. So now you also receive the blessing God has promised Abraham and his children, sharing in God's rich nourishment of his special olive tree. But you must be careful not to brag about being grafted in to replace the branches that were broken off. Remember, you are just a branch, not the root. Well, you may say, those branches were broken off to make room for me. Yes, but remember those branches, the Jews, were broken off because they didn't believe God, and you were there because you do believe. Don't think highly of yourself, but fear what could happen. For if God did not spare the branches He put there in the first place, He won't spare you either. Notice how God is both kind and severe. He is severe to those who disobeyed but kind to you as you continue to trust in His kindness. But if you stop trusting, you also will be cut off. And if the Jews turn from their unbelief, God will graft them back into the tree again. He has the power to do it. For if God was willing to take you who were by nature branches from a wild olive tree and graft you into His own good tree, a very unusual thing to do, he will be far more eager to graft the Jews back into the tree where they belong. I want you to understand this mystery, dear brothers and sisters, so that you will not feel proud and start bragging. Some of the Jews have hard hearts, but this will last only until the complete number of Gentiles comes to Christ. And so all Israel will be saved. Do you remember what the prophets said about this? A deliverer will come from Jerusalem and he will turn Israel from all ungodliness. And then I will keep my covenant with them, and take away their sins. Many of the Jews are now enemies of the good news, but this has been to your benefit, for God has given His gifts to you Gentiles. Yet the Jews are still His chosen people because of His promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For God's gifts and His call can never be withdrawn. Once you Gentiles were rebels against God, but when the Jews refused His mercy, God was merciful to you instead. And now, in the same way, the Jews are the rebels and God's mercy has come to you. But someday they too will share in God's mercy, for God has imprisoned all people in their own disobedience so He could have mercy on everyone. Oh, what a wonderful God we have! How great! are His riches and wisdom and knowledge, how impossible it is for us to understand His decisions and His methods. For who can know what the Lord is thinking?
Who knows enough to be his counselor? And who could ever give him so much that he would have to pay it back? For everything comes from him, everything exists by his power, and is intended for his glory. To him be glory forevermore. Amen. Hello, everyone. This is Douglas. I've just phased up to uh, phase three this week. Uh, the past four months I've been in the refuge have been unlike any other period in my life. When I came here in March, I was pretty broken. I've tried so many times over the past several years to get sober and to stay sober, and uh, every time I did it on my own, in my own way, and every time I failed. My problem with alcohol wasn't physical or emotional or spiritual. It was all-consuming. It was all-destroying. It occupied the top tier of every thought and every action every day. And when I drank everything else that mattered to me, my wife, my family, my job, my friends, my God, all of them fell so far down on my priority list that they became non-existent. And what I've realized over the past few months is that after a time, it wasn't really alcohol that I was addicted to. It was the risky and chaotic and crazy behaviors that went with it. I drank in secret and no one else knew. I was breaking all the rules and I was lying to everyone and I was getting away with it. I was addicted to the rush of having a secret and it became my focus. My priority every day was getting away with it just one more time. I thought I had control of the monster when it was really the monster who had control of me. And after I realized that, it was easier to identify some of the root causes of my addiction. And once I relinquished control and surrendered it over to God, I felt so free. I, I felt renewed. Um, I've been reading in Romans, and Paul tells us not to conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And as I grow in my faith with the help in this ministry, with the support of my friends, the guidance of our leadership, and um, only by the grace of God, I'm starting to feel transformed. And I'll continue to persevere under trial, uh, to stand the test in order to ultimately receive the crown of life that is promised to those who love God. Thank you.